It is good to see all of you out this morning. We're glad that you're here with us. Now, Hugh has been kind of a hit or miss over the last few weeks as to whether he was going to be here on Sunday morning. And uh, even last week, I led singing and did the preaching. And I think he's trying to make up for it today a little bit, some of the, the times that he's missed. But anyway, I think that is a sign that he's feeling good. <laughs> and that, since he is leading an extra song there, but that is good. Uh, we do appreciate all of you being here today. We, we have some visitors with us. We thank you for being with us also. And uh, If you wouldn't mind, fill out a visitor's card so we'll have a record of your uh, attendance with us today. Our lesson for today continues our series on being more like Jesus. And we are striving to be more like Him. We've gone through some different aspects of Jesus' life and learning some things about Him that we can apply to our lives today as well. We, we've talked about his compassion, his servanthood, uh, and a couple of others. But today we're going to look at the loyalty and love of Jesus. The loyalty and love of Jesus. These things are, are intertwined and it may feel like as we go through this lesson that some, some things are, are being brought out that may have already been brought out in a different way. And they are. Uh, but I hope it's a good lesson for you. I want to begin with the reading today of Mark 12, verses 29 through 31. Mark 12 and verse 29. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we look at, at the way that, that these verses are laid out, it begins with uh, a love for God. We are to love God above all else and above any other. Loving God with all of our being, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength is important to us as Christians. And secondly, another love here. We are to love our neighbor. We are to love those around us. We are to have a, 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 a special love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. No other commandment is greater than these because if we truly love in the way that we are to love, then we will follow all the other commandments as well. Now, and just as an outline, we're going to use this as sort of an outline for our lesson today. Following the teachings of Jesus, we recognize the example of Jesus. And of course, this was one of Jesus' teachings that we are to love God and to love each other. And Jesus did the same thing. And one of the ways that we see His love is also through His loyalty. And we're going to look at that today. Jesus' loyalty to His Father and in essence His love for Him. Jesus' loyalty to the lost and His love for them. And Jesus' loyalty to His mission. With each example of loyalty, Jesus reveals 
his love for both God and man. He loved enough to remain loyal even in difficult situations. I have three lesson objectives for you today. Number one, to learn how to be the faithful and loyal servants that God desires us to be. Number two, to learn how we show love for God and man by being loyal servants to all. And number three, to exhibit in our own lives the loyalty that Christ has shown us. We begin by looking at Jesus' loyalty and love for God. And if you have a bulletin, if you're not aware of it, we do sermon notes for all of our lessons. And so uh, the sermon notes are in the bulletin for today. The first point, loyalty and love for God. Jesus references His reason and purpose for coming to earth in John chapter 5. Let's notice what it says in verses 24 through 30. John 5 verses 24 through 30. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but is passed from death into life. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son to have life in Himself, and has given Him authority to execute judgment also, because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear His voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus says, especially in verse 30, that he is not here to do his own will. He did not come to do his own will, but the will of another. He came in order to fulfill the will of his Father. And especially in going to the cross, we understand that all that he did was within his Father's will. Notice his prayer in Luke 22, and verses 39 through 46. Luke 22, and verse 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him when he came to the place. He said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. 
Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Verse 45, when he rose up from prayer and he had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. I want you to notice what he said in verse 42. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will. Not my will, but yours be done. Even in going to the cross, it was not Jesus' will that that be His death. That was not His will for man, but it was the Father's will. And He knew that he had to go to the cross in order to accomplish what he needed to accomplish. In order for us to have salvation, it, it had to be done. But if there was any other way, let this cup pass from me. But he came to do his Father's will. Jesus was loyal to the will of God that included his sufferings and death for the sake of man. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3, verses 16 and 17. Had it been his Father's will, Jesus could have called twelve legions of angels down from heaven. But he knew that Scripture would not be fulfilled in doing so. As we read in Matthew 26, verses 53 and 54. And when we think about all that Jesus did, all that he went through on our behalf, we understand that his Father's will included His time on earth. His birth to a virgin. A, a very, very humble beginning, if there ever was one. Even His life and, and the way that He lived and, and His teachings and, and the way that He ministered to people, all of this was within His Father's will and Jesus was loyal to that. Think of all that he had to do in order to, to come to earth and to be born on earth and to live on earth as he did and to even go to the point of death on a cross. All of that was within his Father's will and, and Jesus was certainly loyal to that. Jesus showed us the great love he had for his Father by remaining loyal to his will to the very end of his life on earth. And though this caused Jesus much pain and anguish, 
in anticipation of what was to come especially because he knew it was his father's will he was willing to suffer and die bearing the sins of mankind with him to the cross so we see in his loyalty to God we see his love for his father he loved him above all others above all else and he put his will before his own and we learn the same we learn that in his example that that's the way that we are to love God as well we also see another kind of loyalty and love within Jesus life we see his loyalty and love for man Let's go back to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, through Jesus' sufferings and death if it is offered to man that he should not perish but have everlasting life now this is left to man to make the choice as to whether we are going to serve God or not we should not perish but that doesn't mean that we can't perish we have to make the choice to serve God but it is only through Jesus death on the cross and the shedding of his blood that this could be made possible through his death on the cross, he showed his loyalty and love for man. In John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17, John 15, and beginning with verse 9, we read this. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. We are commanded to love one another as Jesus has loved us. Showing us the greatest love known to man. 
that he be willing to die for his friends. Jesus showed us by example how to love one another. Because Jesus was willing to give his life for us as his friends. Jesus chose us. He called us friends and willingly gave his life to give us new life in him. And he asks us in turn to love one another in the same way he has loved us. Jesus' death was the propitiation for the sins of mankind. Turn with me to Romans 3 and verses 23 through 26. Romans 3 and verse 23. Here we learn that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness. Because in His forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Hebrews 2 and verse 17, Therefore in all things He had to be made like His brethren, that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. 1 John 2 and verse 2, And He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Through His sacrifice, Jesus made Himself the atonement for our sins, literally taking our place in punishment on the cross. A punishment that we deserve because of how we have lived, and yet Jesus took it upon Himself offer himself in our place. Through Jesus' loyalty to his Father's will, we are shown a greater love than could ever be experienced on earth. I think your mama and daddy love you. Think of how much more God loves you. How much more Christ loves you that He was willing to give Himself for you. Though man may give his life for fellow man, and many do, no life could mean more than the life of Jesus because His sacrifice offers us salvation, atonement for our sins, and hope of eternal reward. And finally, Jesus was loyal to his mission. Jesus was the most loyal individual in Scripture. And even in all time, in all history, there's not another as loyal as Jesus. He was loyal to his Father. He was loyal to man. 
Because of what it meant to his father and to man, Jesus gave up everything, his heavenly home and existence, to live as man, to suffer as man, and to die as man. It was not something he had to do for himself, but something that he had to do for others, for us. Now what does Jesus' loyalty mean for us? Let's notice Romans 6 and verses 1 through 11. Romans 6 and beginning with verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ our Lord. Through our obedience, we can be reconciled to God. It requires our faith and confession of it, repentance and baptism. Our baptism is a representation of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection as we are also raised to walk in newness of life. We are no longer who we used to be. We were once dead in our sins and transgressions against God. We are no longer that person that we once were. But instead we are made alive through the death of Christ. We walk away from our obedience to the gospel, a new creation in Christ. Someone different than what we once were. It is now up to us to prove our loyalty to Him through continued faithfulness and service and continuance of His will. Jesus teaches us by his example that we are to be loyal to God and man. And in so doing, we show our continued love for all, fulfilling the greatest commands. Mark 12, verses 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Loyalty to God's Word 
and His will. Continued faithfulness in all our words and actions. Loyalty to man and treating them with the utmost respect and kindness, fairly in judgment and otherwise. Jesus showed us that He loved God. He showed us that He loved man. He showed us in His loyalty how He loved God and man. And we are asked to do the same. And in our loyalty, we show man that we love them. We show God that we love Him. Like I said, some of these are a little twists and turns into the same thing. But we see the example of Jesus. We see how we can be more like Him by exhibiting the, the same kind of behavior, the same kind of loyalty, the same kind of love that He showed. And so I ask you a question. Do you love Jesus? Do you love God? We first show our love for God and our obedience to the gospel. And we seek to change our life when, when we believe by faith we are led into obedience. Repentance, confession of faith, baptism for the remission of sins. And not just in our initial obedience. It doesn't end there. But God wants us to continue to live for Him. To live faithfully. And just as Jesus did, we do God's will. We find His will in His Word. And through His Word, we are led in faithfulness. Now maybe it is that you've not obeyed the Gospel. Maybe you need to do that this morning. And certainly the opportunity is open to you if that is your need. Maybe it is that, that you've not remained faithful. Maybe you need to come back. Maybe you need to repurpose your life for God. Maybe you, you just realize that you can't do it on your own. Maybe you need help. Maybe you need to ask for prayer. Or maybe you need to ask for forgiveness for something that you've done. But if there is any way that we can help you, we always offer the Lord's invitation. Never know the, the minds and hearts of those that are gathered. And if you're in need of responding to the Lord's invitation in any way, if there's some way that we can help you, we'll give you that opportunity as together we stand and as we sing.